Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Street down the street, right. it's like a it was a train or something. I think we talked about you were the follow leader, or something? yeah. Like something. something I was like, it Simon up like 20 kind of 30 kids bike. on a bike, and you could just you could see the says, whole yeah. driveway was full of bike. The kids were just going up there, and then when we started fixing that's when we when we started fixing the kids' bike, then it was like, Always, fix yeah. this, fix that, fix that, scooters, and then we'd make our own bikes out of piece together. I thought parts. it was humorous when people started showing up from. Other places in Pasadena looking for a guy named Justin yeah. who fixed bikes. <laughs> All right, he got around. Yeah, so I got around. I fixed kids' bikes. So well, we, for six, seven years, you had a bike pump um, too, because there, the, all the gas stations were closing around town, so people couldn't pump up. Yeah, it was bikes that, eventually, then they were charging for air. I was busy, and I got tired of being called out. Just to pump middle, up. In. Yeah, just pump up. With, yelling out my name to come out and pump the tires so I just took, put a bicycle pump out there and, said, and chained it chained to it the to thing and, and said I'm, help yourself you know it's funny they be cute they say how much they charge for air you know it's funny unfortunately it got stolen yeah, just, just a couple recently, just after, recently it's like, it's after many many years, years out there it got there stolen just was like did so you take the pump I said no and they took the and they took the chain too took, so they cut the chain they cut we're gonna need another bike yeah somebody was looking at it I was like nope it's gone somebody stole it yeah but there's less kids and less bicycles. It's all electronics now. They don't, there's very little. Yeah, we get the, though the guys still stopping by looking for air. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about really putting a little sign because it's not like we did, that we stopped giving them air. That I want to tell them that because you can't. I thought about saying, sorry, somebody stole our bike pump. <laughs> After all these no, years, we decided pump. to take sorry, it. Sorry, not bike pump, but air pump. Somebody yeah. stole the air pump. It's not that we don't want to give it to you. Somebody stole it. Yeah, I think it was like 10 years was there because yeah. I got... Got tired of being called out and said, "Think about really tired." You can pump up your own bike, and there'll be people there I didn't know pumping up the bike. I was like, "Hi, <laughs> I don't know you, but help yourself." It was like the community. Bike yeah. I mean, well, there's a community air stop. supply yeah, for stop. for a pit stop for pumping up people's tires. Yeah, we'll be there in the middle of the night and you hear the clicking, yeah, clicking, pumping up the bike. But it all started because we couldn't fix, we couldn't buy any bikes, so we fixed it up. And then a neighborhood kid was passing by, and he had a flat tire, and he started crying. He was, so, yeah, he was in tears. He said, I could do that. Or call him over, or dad called him over, or somebody called him over and said, we can fix it. And the rest is history. Yeah. So we never could get rid of the kids after that, because they <laughs> always hitting us up for bikes and fixing it. And, uh, yeah, I did that recently. I mean, there was a, mm-hmm. it was a redevelopment area, so they had people that we would go find bicycles on the, bike frames on the side of the road. Then find another type that had tires and then piece it together and put it apart. You know? There's a couple of people on our street that bike to work. That, that every morning bikes to work. There's another guy too, but yeah, up there's the, less uh, kids and less. Bikes no, I'm talking about like yeah, adults but what started happening was more adults stopping by for the air. Yeah, not it wasn't so much the kids. kids it, was it was the guy, the you know, like yeah. you know, the lower income that were riding their bikes. They would they would stop by. There was a guy who, you know, I'm not yeah. sure if he was a vagrant well, I mean, or something. He would always stop and pump up his bike, and the other day I'd tell me it was gone. You know, let's we'll see what we can do. Yeah, it's kind of funny sometimes to see a dollar and quarters in there. Yeah, I think there was a couple of dollars there. <laughs> Tipped. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> it was free, it's, but thank you. It was stolen. 
<laughs> so that we'll put that on our wish list again. It's a like, bicycle pump. Bicycle community. pump for the community. Air for their people's tires. <clears throat> but we made actually with Justin's pieces. He made some garden stuff with bikes uh, pieces. Um, we made things out of bike pieces as well. Yeah, after after yeah, there's a bicycle post there. But uh, yeah, it all started by re remaking stuff, uh, recycling stuff. We got into recycling our recycling career. Metal, yeah, the metal. Uh, yeah, we built that stuff in scrap. It goes back to Dad telling us. Well, he couldn't afford it. Well, yeah, and all. also do, do it yourself. You know, do it yourself. He, you know, always encouraged us to just and recycle. Yeah. Uh, one thing that Dad has from my grandmother, his mother, my dad's mother, she was. Uh, she married my grandfather at sixteen. She ha grew up in Belgium. My grandfather was Belgian descent, second generation. He was born in America to With Belgian parents. parents. Yeah. But World War II, he became American GI to liberate Belgium. So he liberates Belgium, finds my grandmother, Belgian girl, marries her and brings her back. She was like 16, he was 32. She had lost both her parents. She had lost both her parents. She grew up with Nazis, Nazis raiding her house searching the house, lining them up against the wall. They actually took over the family home and she had to live upstairs. And So she was pretty traumatized. She saw people shot. Um, but you lived during that. They, yeah. they not, say, not hoarded, but it they changed recycled. Her. It changed they her. She became stuff. very frugal. But I think when you were a kid, she would, you'd be driving around town, she'd slam on the brake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something on the side of the road. We got to take it home. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what I do? Yes. Something on the side of the road. We have to take him dead. Just is like, stop, no more. But look! For years we'd upgrade by stuff on the side of the road. <laughs> we, had a, we had this Ford van and we'd slam on the brakes and pick it up and then we would just. What are we going to do? That? I don't know. We could do something with it. So we'd stack things back here. We had all sorts of cool stuff. Some of it's still around, I think. It's some of it's still around, but that's my grandmother because she grew up during that war, the siege of Belgium, and she uh, she became very frugal and she stockpiled and and like nothing was waste to her. Mm -hmm. Anything that was thrown away, she could do. So we'd get notes from our grandmother. You know, you open a letter from your grandmother, and it's like letter to you. You flip it over, and it's like laundry list on the other side, or or something. She had taken junk mail and written on the. The, the clean side yeah and you're just like there's paper grandma and she's like but this is going to waste she could she not save she hated paper. waste you'd open drawers and it was like everything she like when she got a present she carefully undo oh, it and save the bows save, save the bows the she wasn't one of those extreme hoarders no she I was very very neat extremely neat pop-up wouldn't allow that but she did save stuff it's like are you, grandma do you have yes yes <laughs> <laughs> throw open the doors. What do you yeah, need? She had a coupon. <laughs> yeah, I think that got up from her. Yeah, so he had the same thing. He he would haul mm -hmm. things home, and it's like, Dad, what are we diving, doing with that? He's like, I don't know. It could be useful. We were dumpster diving before it was hip, you know, mm -hmm. to do that. Drag, we drag stuff there, home. There a show? Yeah, yeah there's a show. Or, um, I think there's a show now, but book, now we'll... A documentary from the dumpster yeah. diving? We were dumpster Yeah, I didn't actually think it was a problem. No. <laughs> I didn't think it was a problem. I'm like, oh, cool. But we would drag stuff home as kids. We'd come hauling things like sofa, and we're like, hey, this is a cool sofa. We toss out our bad one, put that new one in. And it was no, like, excuse me. You did not toss out the bad one. What did you do with the? Oh sofa? well, we did with the sofa. Yeah, we. Uh, it was part of our obstacle. It was part no, of our no, no. It was the um, the swing set. Remember? Swing set set. The, the whole neighborhood you kids came out. We do flips, backflips off the swing that. set into the sofa. We had a, no, a no, you would launch adventure. yourself and then it would fall. And then hold on to it and dead fall. Remember that? Yeah. yeah into it in pieces. You could share that story. We don't want to get into our... What about shopping cart polo? No. Yeah, that's another one. I was actually thinking shopping cart polo is that's gonna have that's gonna be a that's new be a franchise. We gotta no, do a whole no, that would be a that's gonna be sport. we're gonna actually have a ghetto, make games. A ghetto games. Along with um, shopping cart, I mean there was no, a. It was a smashed. No, we didn't. So we because there were, we have shopping cart polo for ghetto games. Okay, and this is a redevelopment area, and there's shopping carts on the side of the road. And guess what? Dad Jordy's first pony. 
Okay, I'm. This is news you could do. Her first pony was a shopping cart. Sorry, you, you brought it I up. Named I told it. you not to go there. I told you, I told you it was your first, and you I named had it. For you it. named what are you it. About? You fed it. I was a weird kid. I told you, you I was a weird kid. It, I never so claimed to be normal. Honestly, I have never claimed to be normal. Yeah, you brought it up. I said, don't go there. So. But we will have that. The shopping cart pulled. No, no we would be the ghetto them. games. We would be the ghetto games along with bicycle hockey. Bicycle, course, we yeah. had bicycle hockey. Polo, bicycle polo. Yeah, we did some random crap. So what was shopping cart polo? Shopping cart polo. See, we actually bought shopping carts home. I don't know why. We Dad thought they were them. useful. We, we had three of them. We had a Hughes one. And so we would sit, we'd sit in the kneeling in the basket. I sure wish I had video of that. I know you don't. So we had the, that big patio and it had big cracks and you'd pray not no, to hit the crack. Because no. once you hit the you crack you'd go over. Right? Yeah. To flip up the thing. Well, that was the that was the horse, but this was back when the shopping got polo. We'd kneel. We would be in the cage. Okay. So, <laughs> we were kneeling in the cage. So you, if you fell, you, you went over like logs, right? We had broomsticks, but we kept the nub. You know, when you when you do the corn brooms, you get that nub where you can't use it anymore. But we kept it. And then we made hockey sticks, and we smashed a Foster's can. Why Foster's though? Because, because it, was, it was thick and big. Yeah. Metal, yeah. Yeah, and we put go posts on each side of the concrete and dad would say go <laughs> and we'd sit there roaring in a little uh, shopping cart down racing to get the Foster's can and we hit it so it was like it was like what the royalty do <laughs> but in shopping carts <laughs> I told you ghetto game right? you know, totally ghetto game we had horse it was, it was, it was horse, horse polo yeah. but in shopping carts and we would, uh, and the problem about shopping carts, the wheel would get stuck. And so you'd be sitting there trying to, you know, shopping carts, they have that little wonky wheel. <laughs> when, you get, when you go to a store, you get that one, they go. <laughs> so I think, so it gets stuck and you'd be sitting there holding, and then, like I said, the big cracks in the concrete, you'd pray not to hit it. Because once that wheel oh, hit it. Depending on the angle. Depending, on, depending the angle. on the angle. When you hit it the wrong angle, you went over like a log and there was nothing you could do about it. You just like curled up and went. And then you roll out and skin your knee, get back up, and crawl right back in. And um, yeah. it was actually we we did we did tournaments with that. That was I'm not sure what the neighbors thought, but <laughs> I still think we should franchise it. Well, I can't pull up. No, we did because we did aluminum can, no bimetal polyester can, and then we did original broomsticks, and then we made our own hockey sticks. And go post. I don't know what the go post was. No, Sizzler sign was a Sizzler. <laughs> 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 the Sizzler the, awning. No, that's it was right. Awning. The, that, it was the awning, awning of a Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was called. That's right. It was on goal. It was the awning. Yeah, they come out. It was on goal. Was you know the that's awning they have at a restaurant? It's, it's like a half, <laughs> half moon thing. You take off the thing. It's a, it's a soccer <laughs> net. It's That's a right, hockey it was net. A net. It was right, hey, it was pre-made. It was already thing, and it was uh, a net. Yeah, and it's a Sizzler. Yeah. It was sponsored by Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we're bad. <laughs> that yeah, we did that for years. But I got attached to my shopping cart. Yeah. yeah. So she actually. <laughs> I actually treated it like. You have to tell this, the whole story. Was you reading? King of the Wind or something by Margaret Henry. I was a horse about, uh, Oh, Roxanne, Hot yeah. Goblin, and something. Roxanne. King of the Wind. Who was the King Marguerite of the Henry. Margaret Henry. But what was the King of the Wind's horse? What was the name of it? Oh, Shem. So Jordy had a. It was horse, the, horse the thoroughbreds traced back to this horse called Shem. It was Arabian. It was like one of the. Um, most like they like those five Arabians that all the thoroughbreds trace back, back to, to and this story was about Shem, one of the Arabians that all the thoroughbreds trace back to. So it was the st history, and I just I love Arabians, and I just so we had a vivid imagination and no money, so and I was not going to get a horse in, in my lifetime. So she got a shopping cart, and you flip up the thing, and it looks like horse, and I put a little pom pom in there and put the tail, and you had a corral, and you fed it, and you fed it, I think. <laughs> Would you get a pom pom from like? Can collecting yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. High school. Yeah, so the Blair. It was a Blair. It was yellow and it was Blair High School because it was yellow and green. We can collect after the. 
We can't collect after the the football so that games. Yeah. We we don't. There's a shopping cart. <laughs> It's oh, my first. Dear. It's my only horse. Oh, it's first and last. <laughs> first and only. My name was Roxanne. Who are you yeah, talking about? Roxanne. That? No, yeah. and we would do. Because um, well, I guess we didn't watch. We had TV, but we didn't watch much. We didn't actually. We grew up without TV. There was a TV, but we didn't watch TV. So we would put on skits and plays and. Either, no, but I don't remember what they were. I just remember. We have pictures of them. You don't want to go there. Uh, I, I do have one picture of the skit. With uh, was wearing um, pots, or no, pot top. That was our musical. Yeah, we we took. Pots. We had a marching band. What are you talking about? We, we put the lid. Band. We took the lids off the pots and we used them as hats. Yep, the, that was the origination of the hoop nanny. Right? <laughs> it will we lined up against back, this wall here. We go back. Yeah, and we just had, had a whistle and a drum. No, you had yeah. a tin whistle. I had a tin whistle. I think yeah. I might have had the symbol. The there was a picture. I, yeah, you did two pot tops. I think I had the symbols. You did two pot tops. Yeah. And yeah. we were lined up against the fence that was but here at this time. why were we wearing? Was somebody wearing? <laughs> yep. It's probably something from the Rose Parade. I think yeah. we had gone to the yeah, Rose Parade or something. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were nuts. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We were vivid imagination. When you, you make your make your own entertainment. Yeah. You made your own fun. And then no, we would put on plays and skits. We would sing. That would be the deck in the well in mm -hmm. Florida. The in the, in Florida we had the deck. We do funny. It was trails. called the Funny that Show. Jordan. That was before Jordan. Yeah, no, before Jordan. Yeah, but I yeah. remember. I remember doing the Funny mm -hmm. Show. And so Dad would come home from work and we'd put on like these musical acts. I don't know. I, I know I did, but I don't know what I had you do. I called him. The, I and we would yeah, sing and right. dance and we'd have change of costumes. And I stuff. remember saying over here it was the Funny Show. <laughs> I said let's yeah. do the Funny Show. You I don't know what it was. It was the funny show. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You don't want to go there. Um, maybe we should go back to why we had Foster's camp around that. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> so, oh, garage is full of Foster's <laughs> So because it was, because we it's had... like a brewery. <laughs> why we did the, why we came out with the aluminum can was because, or, no. Foster's can. It was Foster can, but we had a lot of cans. But we found out Foster's was the best for putts because it was yeah. thick and big. We would can collect at Rose Bowl, at high school, after football game. Rose Parade. At the Rose Parade. We'd go around bags and picking up cans. So we had a garage full of aluminum cans, and we'd turn them into little hockey pucks. And then we just, you know, shoot them, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> One after the other. Look like a hockey puck, you smash them, get them out that high, and they Practice, we'd yeah. get all little things. <laughs> So that's bottles. We made a good living off it. That, that's yeah. what we. Well, because we were so near the Rose Bowl. After all the games, it was a weekly thing. we'd wake up 4 a.m. Yeah. Dad would pile us all in the car. We'd go after the homecomings, and all the, the kids would be running around picking up cans. We made a good living, and I didn't realize that was not I normal either. <laughs> so. Dump going into trash cans. You know, Dumps you learn where to find in. the can. We did that for years. So yeah, like, we all each had our own flashlight. Yeah, and I think people say, I think one um, interview, I forget what interview it was for. So one lady said, you know, why do you do this, um, you know, this lifestyle? And and, then, and and it came and hit me because a lot of people say, oh, I'm saving the planet. I'm saving money. Well, that's true. Yeah, saving or just saving the planet or for this reason or that reason you know I don't want to support this or, or that and I kind of thought on that a little bit more and I said well you know causes or you know environment or political or whatever and I said well maybe to look at it a little bit different um, everybody's wants to look after themselves everybody is selfish in a sense and I said well look at it this way be a little bit selfish and say I'm doing it for me I'm doing to, to have, yeah, I'm doing it to survive. survive. I'm doing it to have a better life. I'm mm -hmm. to have better health. So, um, be more capable. Yeah, be more capable. So, in a sense, I mean, the, the broader picture is the environment and the planet. And but that's huge. That's, that's huge. A lot to but deal with. if you just think about it, just do it for yourself. Um, so you can be healthy and, and, and have a, a happy life or a better life. And, and take care of yourself and hopefully that you know so you can take care of others that way so in a sense i mean you, you, you have the big picture but then yeah turn yeah, it that's inward overwhelming and, yeah and look at yourself and say hey you know what can i do for me and then but then you do that you plant a garden you eat better 
you conserve water or you cycle recycle or whatever and you're doing it or in a rebuild. Sense, yeah. I don't know, I think one of the I don't know if Dad ever did it, but he said I don't know if it was one of his PowerPoint or anything. He said boldly go where no man has gone before mm -hmm. to the yeah. four corners of his, his backyard. Yeah. His backyard. So it was like a we thought we'd play that theme song, yeah. that Gene Roddenberry mm -hmm. theme song. Yeah, because nobody does that. Yeah. They're always thinking of, okay, oh, there, this magic, which is there. great. Think big, but then also, you know, I think that says think globally, act locally or something. Mm -hmm. It was, it, it was really, it's I doing guess. major things, but also, you know, your four corners of your backyard is just, I think that was, I don't just know, that, I think he said the unexplored mm -hmm. territory. boldly go where no man yeah. has gone before. No, and I think he found facts that the backyard, in one of the presentations, he said the backyard was one of the most underutilized Wasted. Like wasted space in American, you know, uh, I guess, uh, what's that called? Real estate, in a sense that backyards are rarely mm -hmm. used, maybe barbecues and, and stuff like that. And there's a lot of, a lot of wasted space space back there that people just don't know or what to do with. Or in front yards. And I would do dads when we had do brochures for the events and stuff. And the first brochure that I sat down to do with dad, you know, he puts up at the top, a path to change the world begins at your door. Okay. You know that? That harkens to Tolkien, you know, like, uh, not all who wonder are lost, you know. But if that's what he, that's what he, first thing he put up, because I, I was the computer, you know, I could whip around a computer, and he would sit behind me, he's like, put this up the top. He's like, put the little text box, he's like, the path to change the world begins at your door. It's like, okay. That's pretty much what we went by from there. Yeah, they want to change the world, but they, they took it literally, like, start in your backyard. Walk outside. Do something back there, and then, then you can change the world after that. Start your, start first your little. Walk outside. Yeah, first walk outside. Walk outside. I think one of the people. It, it, it hit me one time when it was had that Fukushima meltdown. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a tsunami killed a bunch of people. Took out that power plant. All you just see on the internet or the news was you know, meltdown, 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 and. The only thing that made sense was to go in the backyard and plant something. It just, it just mm -hmm. seemed like when things when don't it, make yeah, sense. Yeah, it seemed like it was a lost cause. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is your nuclear mm -hmm. meltdown. So we lived in Chernobyl too. She lived. She I lived, lived in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I, mean, I remember, remember being Chernobyl. scared yeah. and watching, like where the the, the, cloud. the cloud was coming, and I was, and because we were in Florida <laughs> that time, I was hoping it. Yeah, it was before the internet. It was before the internet. Internet, but, but they would tell you the cloud is it will, should reach the the American yeah. you know, states. Well, by a, this I time. think the Fukushima one scared me a bit, and it just was felt helpless. Mm -hmm. Helpless and that you couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. There's nothing was, you can do. So without going nuts, is that the only thing that made sense to me was go outside and take care mm -hmm. of the garden or plant and something because it just your world was out of control. Mm -hmm. I had the or same thing. Something yeah. was out of thing, and that this, even now to to dad's thing, it's just like I can't handle something. So I just said, mm -hmm. I can't handle it. I just go in the backyard, and then everything seems <laughs> to make sense. Or I had the same over, thing. Yeah, I had the same thing after nine eleven. Was uh, that morning after all that stuff? There was an order from the rat. I mean, it was a standing order from a restaurant, and you went out and picked produce. Mm -hmm and took care of the garden and then packed up the produce and drove to the restaurant you're just like you didn't i mean the streets were empty everybody was like it was i remember it being ghost town and driving down it was because everybody you know nobody knew it was still Uncertain. all these reports of planes missing and and but we had to get this order to the restaurant before lunch and i remember going with my dad in the car and like looking and i think people were scared nobody was out in the street and it was just like you're picking produce Putting it in a car, and and he went down and to the delivery. restaurant, and he just like I, I remember looking at the chef and deliver it, and he was like he just looked at me and shook his head, and I just went, you know, and just got back in the car and drove home, you know. It's, but that was just that very act, like going out and picking something tangible, and you know the the skies were silent. There was not, I mean, nothing like the flying. Sky was, the sky was flying. Yeah, the sky was silent because all the planes were grounded and people were, you know, it was yeah, all these missing planes, you know, at that time. And I remember that. Yeah, just a, it was, it seemed, I don't know, trivial, it seemed, it said, hopeless, but the only thing that made sense was to go outside and find something. Mm -hmm. That got us through the last couple of months, too, because it's just like, you're sitting there like, oh, you can't do that, something's up, things are out of control, you just go outside and find something. Just, 
or just makes it makes it more sane, make make you get through the day. Yeah. Or if it, like I said, if if you are having a bad day and overwhelmed, and then like I said, you go outside and there's a bee on a you know a poppy. Life or, is going on. Or there's you hear that 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 distinctive hummingbird sound before you mm-hmm. see it. That mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, and so. Even though life doesn't make sense, life is hopeless, and you're just like, oh boy, you know. And you, then you go outside and you just see beauty. Um, it's a comfort just to see that, and so be so near it too. You don't, I don't have to go out and find it. You just walk outside, and there it is. I think sometimes we take it for granted because mm-hmm. I think some people, people's friends or neighbors stop by and say, it takes their breath away, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh. Then you have to rethink about it because sometimes you have your all the blinders, tasks you have but to do. not blinders, but you just just a task. Yeah. No, yeah, or you see what has to be done. You're seeing, oh, that needs to be fixed. They saw what was done. done. We see yeah. what has to be done. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, speaking of which, I, today, like I said, ran into the people at the cafe, and they said, oh, you know, and I said, oh, they're like, how's the garden doing? I said, oh, we're so far behind, and they said, hey. You know, if you didn't say that, if you said, oh, everything's fine and everything's just wonderful, they say, you know what, I'd be highly suspect because then you're, fake. you're, you're either hiring somebody <laughs> or you're, it's not really true. And she or said, just posing. to hear, I said, what's that? Oh, we're, she said, hey, you know, honey, or whatever she said, we're all behind and just, you know, know that we're all in the same boat. Because if I said, oh, it's all fine. When I said, oh, no, we're just kind of behind. And she just was like, hey, it's okay. Because yeah, I mean, you said you could fake it. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, like Mo said at the thing, he said, yeah. we said, why do you live that way? He said, you could be a poser, poser or yeah. you can be real. Yeah. And he chose to be real. So we're trying. <clears throat> we slip back a yeah. lot. I mean, because like I said, life takes over, things get take busy. over, you get busy, you slide back. You're like, oh man, I used to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, got to get back. Mm-hmm. You know, oops, slipped I was a little there. The- slipped. A lot there, you know. Slip <laughs> way back there. I was washing the the sauerkraut crocs and the yogurt thermos today. I was scrubbing them because oh, yeah, they had been uh, stored because we were drowning in other things. And I pulled them out a couple of weeks ago and to this morning um, and this afternoon. I was scrubbing them and I'm putting them out on the shelf of a place that I actually have a little bit more room. And I'm like, there's really no excuse now. No, there is space to put it. And, you know, I can make sauerkraut. And, uh, yeah, so that was my effort to actually uh, reclaim a lot of what I had done. It's a lot of effort. It's a good effort because, like I said, you take steps forward and people see that. So, oh, you know, they're doing this. But as we take step forwards, there's there's steps back, two steps back, sometimes five. But then we're always taking steps forward. So, you know, you're still moving. In a sense, yeah. it's like some people don't do it though because it, it can it's, get it's overwhelming. You know, it's, one, you do need the, family and community and children. Something that doesn't need maintenance or upkeep, like solar panels, because uh-huh. you don't have to maintain it. Yeah. If you do chickens or gardens, that's li- something living is. Tough. Something living, if you don't take care of it, you die. <laughs> solar panels, great yeah. yeah. water. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was a time or I eco, was... Or eco-products. Like, eco oh, I have, you know, eco, you know, mattress hybrid. or whatever. That's a, you don't know. And, uh, yeah, that's great. But then, and go for it. But when you come to, like I said, living things. Living things. things. I that's did that. Because I make alcohols and stuff. And the one thing I tried was keep this ginger beer bug alive. I created this ginger beer bug. And I left it on the counter. And, you know, chickens are crying for food. And all the other animals are crying for food. The human people humans are crying for food and all this so I was feeding everything else and I kept forgetting to feed the ginger beer bug that sat there withering away and I'm like yeah uh-huh. fungus I'm all the other animals need to be fed I'm that is not crying you know and that kind of got pushed aside I'll, I'll, I'll resurrect it again but it's, I had to put a sign like or play a <laughs> and I'm like alright okay I gotta go feed the ginger beer bug there's an app for that yeah there's an app that you know you can put next to the ginger beer bug like, crying you know Feed me, and then maybe I'll feed it. Yeah. Because it's like with all the animals, and at that time, I just, I, I kept, I was by the time the morning ended, I was feeding everything, and I forgot the fungus on the counter. So, 
little bacteria so on the counter. Yeah, it's like never ends. never ending, and we don't do not have our act together. <laughs> well, if it's if it was all perfect, it's a little harder now because there is three of us, and Dad was always like the visionary and let's do this he would say and we'd all run around and do it and now it's we're split roles mm-hmm. we're stepping up into the more like the managerial and then doing still being the, we're all own minions and no it's hard to be managerial and, and do the work so it's a little it's it's gotten harder and uh, I'm sliding on everything I used to do and that's why we cut back on a lot of stuff. We, yeah, we, people like you're not, and I can't, you know. And Classes. Dad had children. Classes, workshop, mm-hmm. like that. And it's always been like family. You To do this, you definitely need family or community or family, whoever you make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Not even blood, just family. And a group. A group, community, kindred spirits, whatever you want to call them. So as a family, we were kindred spirits. But now it's gotten a lot harder managing everything, everything and doing the work and you know I remember because I think about it because I was like dad's little like I'd always follow him around and he'd say get that you know get that and I'd scramble after things and bring fetch things his little gopher and the other day I was doing something in the yard and I'm just looking at something over there and I'm like hey anybody can get to me you know I'm like looking I'm like I don't uh, somebody get that to me you know and I don't I looking around and I Marley, don't have that fetch. You know, I don't have what Dad had, and well, now because the uh, Dad was still working until the day he died, and the the good news, all the rain and everything, everything took off. And now the the yard's taken off, and I, I'm a little behind. You're one Dad person would, no, Dad would keep it. Dad would keep everything neat, neat and tidy, tidy and tidy, Justin tidy. can't do it all. And I'm sitting there like, oh boy. You mean I have to do that? Look. And it was just on top of it. It's I like what I do. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. But you need it, help. Yeah. You don't realize how much Dad did till he's gone. And you're sitting there. And it was a good. I mean, the rain because everything exploded. And you're sitting there like, oh boy. But here's the thing. What did I say last week? I said the we had five days of 90 degrees, and I had just talked to. I had just talked to Teresa about, oh, I was like, we have so much lavender. Come take it. We can't use it all. And that was Friday of last week. And then we had 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. And by the, the next Friday, the lavender. lavender was toast. And I said, oh, somebody's got a deadhead. Guess that's me. Like, <laughs> you know? the, yeah, so the, with that, that was, was good at maintaining mm-hmm. everything. like Taking the bad, the dead, the we deadheading because of new too, stuff. Yeah. I was too busy too, on no too impatient to do mm-hmm. dad would be there dad would be patient and would do it cut each piece of lavender cut it back cut each have his little dad, bucket on bucket sundays and drag and it, it. Was just it would drive me crazy <laughs> because i did i mean i didn't say it was ocd but it was just i cannot was, do no, he i was cannot sit, and i cannot sit there and just cut each no he could sit there and just go well, see, here's the thing. Dad was, cap- Dad was capable. You know, he was a younger man, so he would do all the hard work. And then we got older, and we took over the hard work. And so, you know, he, he was older, you know, and so he would do more of the, like, the detailed work. Mm-hmm. He wasn't hauling the stuff. He wasn't digging up the beds. We were doing the, the big physical labor. And so dad went and he'd sweep and you did a lot of the he did a lot of the pruning and the tidying because that's what, you know, you know, he was old, he was older. He was in good health, so good. but he was older. <coughs> and um, Justin was doing the ma- major, you know, backbreaking yeah, work. But after everything was done, though, it was just maintenance. And yeah, but you part, did. I know you. The hard part is the hard part is maintenance. And the people said, why the yard looks so good, that that would make sure each thing. I mean, but figuring trimming a hedge with the pair of clippers, not not hedge trimming. Nothing electric. Nothing, nothing, just a hand pruner. Okay, speaking of electric, Dad had, name an electric, electric garden tool. Is that a trowel and a scissors? Trowel and a No electric garden it. tools. Nothing. People, people, and, people and, like, and a broom. That was it. And he, speaking of that, he did lawn maintenance for other people. That was kind of like he was <coughs> self-employed as lawn maintenance. And I remember the guys that, they were kind of like, 
I don't know. Dad became close to a couple of his clients. Like, uh, the guys would treat him like a son. And this guy kept trying to get my dad electrified. He was trying to, he was trying to make it blow, easier right? for dad. And, and dad just like kept refusing. He was like, I'll buy you this. And, if I, and dad was like, nope. He wanted his little push mower. You know, like push mower. Like with blades. No, I mean, we're not his, talking uh, it was gas. It, <laughs> he, did, he did the power. He did the power. Um, what do you call it? Mowers. But refused to do a blower. Yeah, he just the guy kept so the trying guy, to buy it for The guy he worked for years and years and years. He even bought Dad an electric blower for him to do, but Dad refused to plug it in. He refused to even touch he it. He just wanted a broom and a, and a shovel. That's all he did. Was sweep everything. It was just a hand a hand done. I mean, he did lawn maintenance with mowers, but never had a blower. So it was, it was funny because it was just. The guy gave it, would practically gave it to him. Dad never he was trying to make it easier for Dad. We had the whole 30 by 30 patio. And it was sweep by hand. Sweep, hand swept by hand. It was still hand swept. With the broom yeah. like that. We still sweep. We yeah, still, sweep. we don't have a blower. It's so, sort but of the, the yard. The yard is going to have to be. And so, yeah, there's a problem. We got, we got gaps and... In the problem is, the good problem is everything's growing. That's the mm-hmm. problem now. So it barely cut, barely pruned the fruit trees this year, barely. They didn't get just in time, almost most of the them. apricot missed the citrus. Mm-hmm. I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, the guavas, got the fig, and then before it just took off. And now mm-hmm. it's now it's really taken off. Now you have to cut it back. Yeah, I'm looking at the back. the fig behind Justin. But, that, that, one dad, never, that one never got cut. That problem the fig behind there. Justin, that was Dad's. Not baby, but he had come out here and he'd be shaping it. So I didn't, and it, you didn't do it this year, right? Didn't touch it. Yeah, so yeah. you can tell. Didn't touch that one, didn't touch that. Apricot barely touched it before Dad died, and then never touched it after that. Yeah, the citrus, that's right. Citrus the citrus touch. is not pruned. I did the pomegranates behind the garage, mm-hmm. but the citrus... Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's going to be next year. Probably. It's already got flowers and already got fruit. You can't print it now. So i got problems. So that, that was, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. So. Be, hmm. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah, the good news is things are growing. The bad news is things are growing. So yeah. now we have to, then the, fig, the figs are kind of coming in. That's going to be a little tricky. Because that was Dad's and I think mm-hmm. we did figs every two days in the summer. Two One months, guy would hold every, the box. <laughs> Dad would be on the bottom, I'd be on the top of the ladder. Where they say, don't step on, you know that time? Mm-hmm. That'd be me on top of there. On <laughs> disclaimer, top. Yeah, do not disclaimer, do this at do home. do not try this at home. The top of the ladder that says, don't step on it, I was on top of the ladder. With the goggles on so I don't get... The sap. Sap eyes or something. Fig like sap parts. Nice. So this our thing. Dad was a spotter. He'd spot the figs and say left, right, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock. So I'm gonna I, have to I don't out. know who's going to help Justin with that. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to do that by myself. Because I don't think but I can. I'm too busy. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. Homestead helpers wanted. <laughs> we'll put a list of thing. what we're looking for. Thing, it's, hard, it's hard to do it. Right? It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's like... Um, not not, not like, like a dance team or something. Like a... Program? Yeah, it's just like you, you had your own routine-ish. Yeah, yeah, not a dance, but I'm just saying you had a routine. Like, it was like it worked a little. Yeah, you understood what was happening, what was mm-hmm. going Without on. Without saying anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Nisi and I do that in the kitchen. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't, we don't even talk, really. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of right, like, no. everybody knows what to do, right? All right, let's do it. Yeah, it was one thing that... Um, Dad and his dad instilled in us was the work that work ethic. We did people. We went to Katrina to clean uh-huh. up the place. Uh-huh. We, went, we went to New Orleans. We went to after New Orleans Katrina. after Katrina. First thing in, and we had some relatives down there, so we helped with the. And they were just. We just got in there. Nobody said anything. Just like what to do. Just nobody told anybody team. what to do. Uh-huh. Bam, bam, bam! We knocked out two. And people were just like, like watching us. They were like, just like move out of the way. Let them in. <laughs> so by the way, let it in. It was, there was nothing, what do you, nobody was telling anybody what to do. No. 
Even you all just know amazed what how the worth ethic, especially the family. We knew. You didn't have to say you that. Didn't have to say nobody had it. Nobody had to say anything. We knew exactly. Was, walk into a house, look at the mold, like and like, little, like I said, it was just like boom, boom, boom. But do you didn't realize it until somebody else mm-hmm. said, "I, I'm speechless. I gotta move out. Yeah. You know, move out of the way because they were just yeah. They're just like let them have like it. Overthinking it. I don't know how to say that, but some people were overthinking <laughs> like, it. And we, we walked we, in we like we in. got this. Bam! Knocked out two houses in two days. Yeah. Mold and everything stripped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The humidity, I think, and it was just. People don't understand. We did that with uh, doing the concrete, mm-hmm. busting up the concrete. We did that with roofing, roofing the house, no or any other project. Any other project, painting the house, doing the garage. Yeah, panels. and when we go to people's parties, sometimes it's like, you know, we come in there and we got this. You know, <laughs> step back, step back. Yeah, but then we'll I think that this. helped with doing the events, though. Yeah, because I know. There was no, there was. You had you had to pace yourself, or you had to do it yourself. It wasn't like. No. Yeah, and telling you what to do? Yeah, no, no, and then you know what ha- to do. And then working in 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 food service, in in waitressing, yeah. and in 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 uh, food prep. Yeah. Right. When I find to, myself I mean, in other jobs, in, yeah, I know people. When I find myself in other jobs, I kind of it's a little bit of a like. You have you to. Know, you just want to step back. Life. I got this, yeah. but you have to kind of fit in this world and want your yeah. No, that helped by working there for a while. Um, but you got how you got how it works. You're just like how food prep yeah, and, and how people, it goes out. I think people thought or thought that dad would tell us what to do, boss us around. I think we just came out. We knew what to do. We tell us, you know. Hey, you know what had to be mm-hmm, done. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's not like. Oh, you have to do that. Reminds we me. We didn't even have a chore chart. I mean, like to or to do. We didn't. It wasn't like you had to do this today. It was like, oh, gotta do it. Gotta do it. It was a worth ethic installed, mm-hmm. instilled from I think way back. We went to, the, to our childhood, and then went from his dad. His what the story goes is that his dad worked for Chevron. Our grandfather worked for she- Standard Oil. Standard Oil worked his way up. A Chevron was pretty thing. So he had he had a young family and a wife and a couple kids and dad and his brothers and sisters. His dad could afford to hire somebody to clean out a property. He's like, I got all these kids here. He's got kids and a couple <laughs> acres. And basically hand tools and a mower. Machete. Machete. And they cleared an acre property in the humidity of Florida. Every poison Sunday oak, after church? Poison oak, poison ivy. And the family, they didn't build the house. Even my grandmother was out there cleaning, but she also had like all the calamine lotion ready because at Girl, the end everybody oak. was all poison. Poison oak, poison ivy. So poison they literally cleaned. They, they literally cleared because it climbed the ivy money because so it climbed up. It climbed so up. So they the had bought trees. a vacant lot. His dad, his grand, our grandfather bought a vacant lot in Florida on the day they sh- to build his house shore, to, to build, build his house. house for his family because his family was four kids at that time. At the time we need a bigger house and move out from his parents' place and. It was so thick you couldn't see from one end of the, from one end of the property to the other. That the story goes that when they were clearing the property, they found a stolen boat that the police had been looking. The police for. had been looking for. So when they everything was overgrown. This is Florida, the tropics. They there was one oak tree in the front yard that's still there, and they did. A, his dad fired up the mower and went a straight line to there, and then cleared out the whole. Because you can get a bulldozer, but and that's a grandfather wanted the, trees, the trees, yeah, the trees, the oak yeah. trees. Mm-hmm. This was before it was protected and all that stuff. He wanted the trees, so he cleared out all by of the, hand, with by the hand. And then he would go up and my, my dad told about grand, my grandpa would climb the palm trees and hold on and hack the dead palm fronds off. With one so, hand. What, yeah, so he'd be up there my on a ladder. That. You know the ladder, just leaning up against just the Just lean it and just like hold and, on with the hand. And the cleaning <laughs> with the, the palm tree with an axe. Yeah. And, and no, guys, no, what, no, 60, no ropes, no... Harness? No, no safety equipment. No, he just climbed the ladder and just hack it with an axe. And yeah. dad so just... it was that worth that thick, and then dad could, and then he cleared his ten acres in Florida, mm-hmm. and then we cleared. I mean, cleared the property here. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it was California, so it wasn't. It was California desert. It was okay. desert. So it wasn't it was as overgrown. It was overgrown. Yeah. No, it was overgrown. We had a carport it was uh every time we yeah it was spark plugs and car parts back here that we dig up so we we cleared so i mean the worth ethic was 
instilled from young age from grandparents to your dad to us and people it it the irony is it's not like work people are like oh you're working but, you know, it seem like work and like, people say how do you do that like when we'll organize or oh yeah because we did we did a, like a Annie's and I we had to do this house recently we cleaned it out and, like put stuff in and I was One thinking about I was in. thinking about it the other day. You and I did not speak to each other when we set up that house. Mm-hmm. We had like it wasn't like planned. Mm-hmm. It was like you and I didn't speak to each other, and by the end of the day, it was like there it is. Yeah. And then we and helped, like, we helped a lot of people move and stuff. So what do you need to say? Box? There? <laughs> I mean, there's no. <laughs> we have friends that set us up for moving because they knew that we didn't. We're good at it. We take union breaks or anything, but. <laughs> We would, they would just, they you know, would, we don't take breaks. It's no. funny. You know what? We could probably work all day. Yeah. And you love what you do. So I know. Saying, and it doesn't, people, like I said, I don't know. The people did. Until the job was done. I think a couple work. of people hit us up for moving because mm-hmm. they knew that we worked mm-hmm. well as a team. Mm-hmm. There's not, no need, no mm-hmm. complaints, no mm-hmm. thing, no thing. Just do it. It's like, what, and for us, the, I wouldn't say faster, the more, maybe it was more efficient. We try to do it more efficient. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not faster. Sometimes it gets in trouble, but we're very efficient as a team, as a busy. family. No, I think it's. In, they said Belgians are very efficient. Yeah, it's also genetic too. Yeah. <laughs> we're half Belgian. Yeah. Okay. It, it, you look at you look at Belgium. Everything's like clean and neat and tidy, and these little 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 things, yeah, and they're lace good. and stuff. So it has to be genetics. Yeah, dad, dad was pretty much, well, whatever. It was, Belgium is not, what's well, Belgium, right? It's all mixed. So, but he came from Belgian grandparents. I'm sure there was some other stuff in there. But, yeah, so a half. My mom's got all the stuff going. What did I It's about the history. Oh, yeah. The Belgian Belgium identity. What all Belgians have in common is a love for the good life, which they find an excellent food and drink, comfortable housing, we like. This is printed up off the internet. <laughs> 2000. I was like, Dad, here you are. This is you. He's like, yep. The Belgian way of problem solving. The Belgian system may be described as highly self-organizing. <laughs> Sounds familiar. No, and no, and remember that lady? There's a story. So they, she oh, saw our film. Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, she saw our film in, in Atlanta. And she saw Atlanta on, on the screen. Or Greece. No, oh, no I, it, it was Greece. in Greece. She, she was on the island of Rhodes in, in Greece. And she saw the inside of her house or whatever. And she, she goes, and she they're Belgian. She said, you're Belgian, right? And we're like, uh, yeah, how'd you know? She said, I could just tell by the film. Just just, just, just the way you did everything. The way you did everything, you had to be Belgian. I was like, oh. I thought it was some lady in Atlanta, too. It might have been, but I remember the Greece lady. Yeah, it was yeah like, that was a little scary. She just saw... Yeah, that, that she was a Belgian around. traveling in Greece, stopped at the film festival. you're Belgian. I think you're Belgian. Like yeah, Dad was like, "Yep, I'm football and You know what happened? Yeah, I mean that's. I thought it was in there, but, but like I said, not. that's a, it's just a lot of stuff is just genetic. Like when people say, "How do you do it?" And sometimes I say, "I can't, I can't explain it. It's in our blood, so it's not like we learned it." Oh, uh, but this. <laughs> oh, yeah, here it goes. I, I missed it. Okay, so it says. Belgians are not the type to wanting to impress other people with their achievements or to convince others of their righteousness. They tend to be rather reserved and introverted in their first contacts, <laughs> hint, 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 with other people, but are sincerely warm and friendly once you get to know them better. They're happy when they can enjoy a safe comfort together with their family and friends. They put a high value on privacy, uh, telling other people how they should not behave. It says, they take live and let live as the basis of their philosophy. Well, that's, that, that describes is totally dad, us. that's really pop up, that describes us. Totally us to a T, so. And this is, this is just printed up off the internet. But also at the same time, dad was a radical too. He, he felt the social injustice deeply and he'd like get fired up and I would be like, dad, there's nothing you can do about it. He's like, but, <laughs> you know, he'd see something on the news and he was like, let's go and let's do this. Let's, let's fix that, you know, and it's like, yeah. I, I he did take things personally, and I, I, I do too. When you read stuff, it's, somebody's got to fix that. Yeah, I think he wanted. Like I said I think I tell people he wanted to change the world. He wanted. He thought he truly. Anything wanted that to. wanted 
Anything else wrong? He wanted to fix. Okay, let's see. Let's change the role. He wanted to fix what was wrong. Fix everything that was wrong. Make sure nobody got hurt. And but he would get he would get fired up. He'd see something in the news, and he just like. That's not right. That's not right. You know, somebody. Why can't somebody do something? He'd say. So he was no, an no, activist. And I feel that. I've, I called and I said, dad, my dad was a radical activist. So I was, feel it when I see something. Just like alien. Mm-hmm. alien. To the point where I can't read stuff because I get too fired up. So I just like, I keep it away because I'm like, I can't deal with that right now. But I'll, I'll get fired up. And I'm like, that's not right. Somebody's got to do something. I, let me get on a plane. Let me go fix it. <laughs> I don't think that was what I said. I, call, I don't know if you read the thing I wrote about uh, when the that died this might be his greatest greatest fault but also his greatest trait was he wanted to help other people and when he anybody that came by and met him at the hoot nanny generally wanted to know if they're okay no actually he thought more of other people than himself yeah it's funny because he worked some days he worked 20 hours a day very little sleep first thing you see him in the morning Check on that person, see if they're okay, because they didn't come. They didn't come to the event. Or did you? Or did you write him, tell him thank you? Or did you so say? So he wanted this, to make sure that everybody else was, it was, that, you know, should be retired, should have thing. But he wanted to check, check on other people, and he wanted to make sure everybody else was comfortable. Didn't need his food. Didn't need his comforts. But he wanted to make sure everybody else was comfortable. And he, he saw good. I mean, he. It, he, the, he expected, I'm not saying, he expected, um, ba- not back what he could put into people, but I mean, like, good. Like, he expected people to be honest. He expected them to be, you know, he trusted people. Like, he would give them something, and he expected them to, in turn, give it to other people. And then pay it forward, kind of. I kind of pay it. He, like, not saw the good in people, but, like, I'm doing this, and he would give, and expecting others to receive it, and... Didn't understand. Get, and he, sometimes he didn't understand that some people just didn't do that. And he was like, but, you know, and... I gave it to them free. I gave it to them free. <laughs> they shouldn't sell, like, not sell it, but, like, they should give it to others. Like, spread it. And other people hoarded it, and... and, and he, Dad wanted to share he it. Wanted he wanted to and he was... Like, I remember sometimes there was, at the point, people would stop by and dad would sit there and show them how to do stuff. And like three hours later, I'll walk out and dad's still there with them. I'm just like, okay, you know, at some point, And he's just like, but, you know, he wanted to share and he wanted to give. The stories that they, even the people come to the hoot nanny, like they, because sometimes we're busy running around. And thing, but that was hosting MC and the thing, and, and they would tell after you know, that's still talking to that person, or they come up afterwards and say, after dad died, or even before dad died, and said, Man, you know, dad was generally genuinely interested in their life and remembered everything they told him. And you're sitting there, like, Wow, you know, when you ran into these people afterwards, mm-hmm. it was like, Yeah, yeah I wouldn't so. say dad was naive, I would just say that he. Because they thought he they were good and the people. Most people thought he, people were good. Yeah, he thought people... And people are good. You have to approach life that way. But he he gave, even probably when he shouldn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gave more than he should have given. So I think it was... Yeah. Maybe that was genetic, too. But trying to always help things. And so when we started this whole internet thing and put it out on it, put it out um, I remember when local community events started asking us to appear or to show up or dad to do a presentation and he'd work on this presentation for weeks and refused to get paid there was a couple times when they were like do you have any he's like no I just want to share I just want to give it I want to give because I truly believe in it, and there was a couple of times where he could have gotten paid, and for years, I mean, we and we, like workshops and stuff, we did not charge for anything. We considered, we said we were living comfortably, we were comfortable, we were living, com- we didn't need much, 
so we could give much. And so he, uh, we would do all this stuff, workshops, presentations, and dad considered it his tie to the community. Like he was given, we were comfortable, we didn't need anything, well, and also, he gave. That well, was how he gave. We didn't have to, because of the family thing, he didn't have to hire anybody. Yeah. So the funny stories would go like, well, who's your, who's your press agent? Who's your designer for the website? Who's your digital PowerPoint? Who did you film? Who did you think? Like, it was like, he just kept pointing at us. and yeah, that was it. But they did, we did it in-house. Yeah. So for, I would say, years. And Dad got paid a little bit at, later on sometimes when, um, you know, when the demand got a little more. He had a like, but no, we didn't, we didn't charge for anything. We, uh, we would have tours of this property. You would stop by and knock on the door. Dad say, "Come on in." He'd open the backyard, oh, and like I said, three hours later, he'd still be there talking to him. And I'm just like, "We have things to do, right?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> and but no, and they would give him a hug and walk away. And he just like he gave, and uh, we gave we gave a lot. And, and uh, Dad should have been, you know, he didn't he didn't he didn't get paid for what he did. He he did it for the love of it, and he did it because he generally he, he, said, he generally man. believed in what he was doing. And he'd say he wasn't a businessman; he didn't know how to. He knew, he knew that. He wasn't in it for the marketing. He wasn't in it for the money. He generally believed in what he was doing. And he thought it would help people. He, mm -hmm. he wanted maybe. to help people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so he didn't get paid. Part, yeah, part of the maybe it was the teacher in him, or maybe it was the um, maybe it was the way he was growing up. I don't know, maybe his dad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lots of stories. So. Yeah, when we got when we got a little bit more um, known, we had to you know put a little bit more uh, like not boundaries up, but actually mm -hmm. had to like filter a little bit more like all these things. Mm -hmm. But um, and I remember some people say you know they would say stuff like uh, you know you guys have changed a bit or. And I was like, yeah, you didn't, you know, when, like on a website, it's a little bit more like a little bit more um, cut and dry. Like, okay, we're open on these days and this days and this days. When before the internet, we were on the internet and we had the, yeah, come on by, you know. Or, you want us to show up? Sure, send us an email. Now it's like, oh, fill out this form because we have to fit you in. And, and so people are like, oh, you've changed. It's like, yeah, well, we well, have. the situation we had changed. So the situation changed. We could not handle it. You can't be it. the same people you were, uh, just not not naturally you had to adjust people. with adjust. where where you were and it's not that um yeah, yeah we love to we love is to still share, share just sign off yeah yes. one more do you have one more thing so i think we're good um we'll pick up maybe some call oh, we'll maybe next time i think we'll there might be some, some questions, questions mm -hmm. um and uh discuss something that, i saw a couple of yeah, questions share some more stories so um, yeah people can Send the questions in. Yeah, we'll hopefully take more questions. We'll try to and share, share that way. And that way, because we receive a lot of emails mm -hmm. of people asking questions, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, we cannot get to them. So maybe by sharing that, sharing it the, the questions and answers on podcast, then it, at least it's out there for everyone to yeah. find yeah. rather just than a private thing. email. Yeah, just one last thing, like I said, sums up everything. And Dad would say it a lot was um, do it, do what you can with what you have right now. So, where you are and where you are right now so that's what we're doing it doesn't matter what it is and, and we're doing what we can right now where we are so. best we can and best we can so sign off with that Whoa. let's go down to the urban homestead Pasadena by the freeway right down there on the urban homestead Jules and his family are working away come on down to the farm in the city back to the future back to the plan right down there on the urban homestead loving the life back into the land oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow singing oh, oh, oh. we've got to help the garden the Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep, Keep on, on growing. growing. Oh.